Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming up, Freak. Travis Pastrana continues to duplicate and beat Evil Knievel. We'll be with you for the next couple hours, Freak Nation. And we'll explain to you in moments why we bring up Travis Pastrana and Evil Knievel in the same sentence. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. How you doing, man? Now we're into our ninth. Is that right? We're into our 19th year? Yes. Weird. So, and yes, 19. So, Stabman, we celebrate our 18-year anniversary a couple of weeks ago, and now we can successfully say we're into our 19th year of Speed Freaks. Congratulations, Holmes. 19 years. <laughs> can or you, know you what? believe that? Did you think serious business? January or June 25th, 2000. Did you look at uh, into the crystal ball and see 19 years in the horizon? <laughs> I would have said that I'm going no. to be married and have a child before this show goes 19 years. <laughs> well, you were right. So you'd have been roughly accurate. <laughs> and I would have said that the United States of America on July 8th, 2018, would have maybe been eliminated prior to the semifinal round of the World Cup. You know what would have been even crazier, even crazier, would be the fact that the United States president (laughs) would be Donald Trump. (laughs) I'll drink to that. (laughs) Yeah. Man, I was expecting something nice, mild-mannered when he said crazy, you know, like Bob Ross. Let's get crazy. (laughs) No, I'm talking about POTUS. Oh, Freak Nation, how are you doing? It's probably S hot regardless of where you are. This hour brought to you by our good friends at Phoenix International Raceway. Nope, they're called ISM Raceway now, but I still say Phoenix Raceway because a lot of you folks, I would still say the majority of you folks listening to us around the country don't understand that it's ISM Raceway. It is ISM Raceway, the old Phoenix Raceway, second to the last race for the NASCAR season, November 9th, 10th, 11th, the Can-Am 500. Get your tickets now at ismraceway.com. Com. That's ismraceway.com. And I get it for all you people who were furious when Sears Point, Sonoma, changed its name to Infineon Raceway. Yeah. And you're bringing up that exact same example with Phoenix Raceway changing their name to ISM Raceway. But here's what happens. When you get a load of cash just dropped on your doorstep, because, mm. yes, of course, it was that easy. And they say, we want our name on your new building. You go, okay. You kind of don't flinch. Okay, Crash Gladys, let me spin it in your favorite direction. Yeah, I know. I'm not a fan of it. I get it. Well, I get okay, it. I what, get it. what happens if it becomes the GoDaddy Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Oof. Yeah, that's oof. Huh? Fortunately, huh? Yeah. though, no. Right? <laughs> that, huh? Yeah, come on. That load of cash is going to have to be in the $100 million range. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Well, wait a minute. Angie's, Angie's list didn't put that much money up to get one of the races at Indianapolis the Grand Prix. The Indy 500 uh-huh. isn't even sponsored because it's going to take too much money. That was And um, Angie's listed the Grand Prix. I, don't say impossible. Should I go back and talk about 
the 19-year impossibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the fact that Danica would never go to NASCAR. Let's oh, go back to the tape. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up in the Freak Nation, speaking of Indianapolis Motor Speedway, a gentleman who didn't run in the 2018 Indianapolis 500, but he got himself a win this afternoon in Iowa, James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar Series winner from Iowa. James Hinchcliffe will be in here. Colin Brown, this dude is a freaking badass. Starts at the back of the pack for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in Canada this afternoon. And, yes, starts at the back of the, the very back of the pack and works his way through four classes, three classes well, or four let's, classes. Well, let's clarify something, though. He, they chose to start at the back of the pack. They made a decision All right. because they did a driver change. So they knew what they were up against. They also knew they had one badass ride. Statman, how many classes were running in the the final race today? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah exactly. You would ask you would ask me that. I would go to our uh, sports car aficionado. And <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I'm so tied up in this Travis deal. Right. I don't. You know. I. You don't even know what I. I couldn't guarantee I could tell you my name at the moment. <laughs> Let's just say this. There were at least four at classes. Least four. Four, right? five, yeah. Let's go. So there were at least 60 freaking cars out there that Colin Brown worked his way through to get himself a win. And he'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Speaking of Evil Knievel and Travis Pastrana, that's what's going on right now in the History Channel where Evil Knievel's three of his jumpers jump. What the hell's going on out of my, out of my mouth right now? Uh, Travis <laughs> hey, Pastrana is... Uh, mimicking three of Evil Knievel's jumps, and we will hear from Evil Knievel sometime within this show. But let's reset, bring in some more affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Evil Knievel? Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Yeah, welcoming in a number round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation for Speed Freaks. How are you doing, man? Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar Series winner will be in here. We're going to hear from Evil Knievel. That's right. Evil Knievel will be here in the Freak Nation. Wait. Circle, what year? I believe it is 2000. Two? Three? Two. Yeah, it's an old, obviously, old-ass yeah. Evil Knievel interview. And he's coming back in the Freak Nation two weeks after we had him on our anniversary show because Travis Pastrana is replicating three of Evil's jumps as we speak. All right, Crasher, this pit news and notes brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. You do your best, damn it, to go to ContinentalTire.com to find out where you could get some fine rubbers for your minivan, your sports car, your sedan. You go to ContinentalTire.com. Crasher? Before this Travis Pastrana three-jumper in Las Vegas went off. NASCAR was the big story of the weekend because, well, they're back home in Daytona. ARCA starting the weekend, Sheldon Creed taking the win, and then it was Kyle Larson in Xfinity, and hey, Young Guns, Eric Jones, he only led one lap, it's all you needed to, the last lap to take the win, his first in the Monster Energy Cup. IndyCar raced in Iowa, and yeah, like Kenny said a little bit, five minutes ago, the guy that did not make the Indy 500, James Hinchcliffe took the win today and completely crashed Joseph Newgarden's parade. Oh, sorry, Joseph, but hey, James, good on you. We'll talk to James here in just a bit. But before that, it was a mad British Grand Prix in Formula One. Sebastian Vettel with the win there. Holy battle with Valtteri Bottas. Wow. 
Motocross raced in Redbud, Marvin Muskin taking a 2-1 over Ken Roxon's 1-3. And IMSA up in Canada, Mosport. Colin Brown and Jonathan Bennett, like Kenny said, from the back to the front. Colin Brown will be joining us on this show in just a bit. NHRA off in New England. Steve Torrance taking the top fuel win. Matt Hagen in Funny Car and Chris Magaha in Pro Stock. Everybody was racing this weekend. What a badass weekend to be a race fan. Freak Nation coming up. It got so bad, and I mean so bad in last night's race, that a driver had to get a security escort out of Daytona. That's right. A security escort out of the race. We explain. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honey mead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Nibbling on sponge cake. Watching the sun bake. All of those tourists covered with oil. Speed Freaks from Lucas Oil Studios on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up in moments, James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar Series winner from Iowa. Good choice of music there, Clancy. Uh, go ahead and bring that back up, will you? Because i got a question. I asked Swabby this question. Swabby, I want, I want your opinion on this, too. I know Crash's opinion. But uh, just in case you didn't know, Freak Nation, we took a couple of weeks off. Oh, you didn't know. You don't say. Uh. So... I'm looking at the dates here, all right? So, I left for San Angelo, Texas on the 30th, all right? Huh? Of June. No, to cover, before that. To cover a drag boat race. Okay, I'm nope, sorry, Crasher. On the 23rd. I had, I had a couple of beers that night, all right, on the 23rd. And then had the drag boat race on the 24th in San Angelo. Then I had a couple more beers that night. Uh, so I'm looking at these dates. That, man, I might need your help, you being the um, residential recovering alcoholic that you are, you and Clancy. So <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, there's eight days straight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Ah, and I drank yesterday, 15. Oh, and I drank uh, today, 16. You had one today. All right, Clancy, what does that say? I, 16 days straight of drink. Not, not 16 days straight of drunken madness. Probably the majority, yes. But no. 16 days straight of drinking. What? Tell me, where, where does that put me? So do you call us, uh, Statman and I, the recovering alcoholics because you are the current active one right. of the group? <laughs> 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 It means you're, you know, living in the USA, enjoying life. It means you have a larger waistline. There was no Southern Comfort in any of that, was it? Thank goodness there wasn't. And there wasn't a whole lot of tequila, because Southern Comfort and tequila just makes me, they make me stupid. So, but They make him buy things. It's hmm. worse than Amazon. I mean, so, it's worse than Ambien. So, <laughs> Richie, okay, that's 16 days straight. Now, if I was working... That'd be different. I mean, I'm on the I'm in South Padre Island on the beach, the Gulf of Mexico. So what you being the residential middle of the road millennial, am I am I on the verge of becoming a an alcoholic if I was a millennial? So uh, here's the here's the thing. So us millennials, we like to binge, but mm. we like to binge Netflix. <laughs> Not adult beverages. <laughs> so I can understand. Because for your generation mm. That's what you, you didn't binge Netflix. You just binge drank. That's what you did. You just had a nice bender. You deserved it. It's like you grew up before TV or any sort of technology. Exactly. <laughs> I had a still out in my backyard. What do you do for entertainment? Well, we got us some corn. Did you do a moonshiners pilot for a freak shiners pilot? Ooh. I, I can. I can comfortably say that I had three dozen different 
brands and kinds and names of alcohol. Are any of them sponsors? Not yet. Uh, the Oh, hey, look, the parent company absolutely was. Huh? Budweiser. Oh, well, Budweiser is a former sponsor of Speed yeah. Freaks, yes. Oh, yeah, and they were with us for a long time. Yeah. But, no, we're working two that we drank over the last <laughs> couple true. of weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're working two of them. Oh, Stan, man, trust me, man. You'll be uh, you'll be pouring some more of that Miller Lite in those Budweiser bottles, buddy. <laughs> well, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Except it might not be beer. Can I, listen, I'm, I'm going to say this. It, it's what, it, I'm not going to say who it was, Statman, but it's like <laughs> Budweiser was a big sponsor, and we love us some Bud. You know what? I'm not going to say Bud Light was it. my go-to. I'm not going to say anything. Uh-uh, no, say why anything. not? Crasher, you just don't. Well, it's, so you it, don't, it's no, kind of it, like... It, 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 shut her right? mic off. No, no, no. Here's <laughs> the deal. It's kind of like this scenario. There's a certain team in NHRA... That I know for a fact because, well, I won't say because, because that might give it away. But I know for a fact that they are sponsored by an oil company and they do empty those oil bottles out and pour Lucas Oil Jesus in those Christ. bottles because they know that Lucas Oil is better on the engines. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. No, it's not. But with beer. <laughs> Statman was just allergic. Oh, hops, <laughs> barley, get it. <laughs> Oh boy! And like Stan said, years. nineteen years. <laughs> All right, so uh, so nice choice of Margaritaville, oh, man. All right, that's so the weird thing though is you love making margaritas. You have a special recipe that is delish, mm. and you didn't make very many over the last couple of weeks. So you made a few, but it wasn't like your go-to like normal. What's even worse is when you wake up and you're not hungover. I know that is kind of scary. What is that, Clancy? Okay, you tell me what the hell that is. What is what is that? I mean, is it just did, did I drink, drink enough water? Uh, my anxiety of being a father of a four-year-old kind of mask. When you when you're not hungover when you wake up. Yeah. I would assume it has to do with alcohol still being in your body <laughs> and you're not fully digesting it yet to where Dang, the hangover man. takes place. Incredible. But you don't even get the delayed hangover. That's the problem. Hmm. I'm at the beach, man. What the hell? It's not yeah, like I've got to go run a freaking marathon Care or the dog. Do it again. put a show together. You were at the beach before when they were yelling at us to <laughs> shut up and go to sleep. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't throw that beach into the thing. We were on global beaches at the time. <laughs> oh, and then I found me a penthouse and was lost in that thing for 18 hours. Recovery oh, from the Southern Comfort. Oh, my gosh. All right, so plenty of drivers were mad after Saturday night's uh, crash-filled extravaganza, uh, the NASCAR Cup race there at Daytona. Speaking of dudes that are probably wishing they were drinking, but Ricky Stenhouse uh, is the only one who needed a security escort afterward. Crasher, Statman, help me color this thing up. So Ricky Stenhouse, it got so bad from blocking and the blocking causing big-time accidents. The Both of the Bush brothers were knocked out. Uh, why in the hell did Ricky Stenhouse Jr. need a damn escort? Safety. Apparently a couple of dri- Well, Kurt Busch did tweet after he was taken out due to, okay, I'll just say due to what Kurt Busch called the Stenhouse Demolition Derby. <laughs> Hashtag Stenhouse DD. <laughs> so probably after that tweet, because the race was still going on when that tweet came out, 
and some other things that were said in the garage I don't have confirmation on, but some detrimental things towards Stenhouse. NASCAR felt, and I don't know when the last time was that they did this, if ever, they felt it was necessary to give Ricky Stenhouse Jr. a security escort because somebody might have come running and throwing a punch or 12 or taking off a watch and throwing a punch themselves. Hold my watch. (laughs) Do you think... Do you think that some of that was just to get some publicity with the millennial crowd that they had to put a a security escort to get him out of the track? Do you think that any driver would have gone up to Stenhouse and uh, done anything to him at the risk of lawsuit in return? Ooh, I never thought about that, conspiracy man. This is how we get ratings. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, Stat Man, you're telling me. Dun, dun, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That you have you have a conspiracy theory that NASCAR are looking for some ratings and some conversation that takes them 24, maybe 48 hours post-race. Oh, look at us. Fell for it. Hey. Yeah, there people are still talking about it. Normally, at 24 minutes after the race, it's forgotten. <laughs> but now, 24 hours later, people are still talking about it. Wow. Kurt Busch, as Crasher was alluding to, he said this on Twitter. Thank you to everybody at Stuart Haas Racing. Car was fast. Sucks we got caught up in the Stenhouse Demolition Derby, but it's a product of him being 17th in points and racing for every point. And that is what he was doing. And it just sucks that tracks like Daytona and Talladega make nights absolute nightmares for several drivers. Stenhouse is now one position outside of the playoffs. So, yeah, he was racing for every point. Should he have been that aggressive? How could any of us sitting on the couch say either way? He needs points. Everybody was blocking last night. Everybody. His was also blocking, and, well, his ended up in crashes. Statman, you're such a fan of blocking and racing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, you know, I I talk about it in my scat, but... It's it's insane the way they were driving last night. And these guys are supposed to be world-class drivers? I don't think so. Not the way they were going about their business last night. And the guys that were making all the Bush brothers, they do it as much or more than right. anybody. Yes. They just got caught up in the you know somebody else's mess, so they're mad. But if they do it, well, I'm allowed, you know, and it he goes to the camera and wipes his eyes and makes fun of everybody. You know, forget him. Forget him. Email statman <laughs> at speedfreaks.tv. Coming up, his name is James Hinchcliffe. Hinchtown, man. That's right. Got himself a win in Iowa today. That, that, yeah, that guy who didn't make it into the Indianapolis 500. Yeah, he joins us next. Speed Freaks Pitch, Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. You had to see last night's NASCAR Cup race at Daytona coming from way far away. The crashes were wild even for a restrictor plate race. Just as predictable was the finger pointing by drivers taken out in the crashes. Brad Keselowski had the most talked about comment or threat, really. He said, I've got to wreck more people. We'll go to Talladega and we'll wreck everybody that throws a bad block like that. Curiously, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was around most of the wrecks in one way or another. Officials gave him a security escort out of the track after the
the race. He finished 17th. Eric Jones won the Recapalooza. It was his first cup win. Oddly, the only lap he led was the only one that mattered, the last one. For years, we've talked about NASCAR officials allowing drivers to block others without fear of penalty. Now, if you believe the heated comments after the race, the drivers will take matters into their own hands. Maybe cooler heads will prevail by the time the schedule gets to Talladega in October. Otherwise, it could get uglier. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And and you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Call the CPAP hotline now. 800-430-4234. 800-430-4234. That's 800-430-4234. Co-pays and deductible supply. Supplies are replaced in accordance with Medicare guidelines. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Freak Nation. How you doing, man? The website, speedfreaks.tv. For 18 years, we've been doing it from the Lucas Oil Studios. And probably, geez, maybe 
12, 15 of those 18. This dude's been hanging out with us, James Hinchcliffe, your winner from Iowa, your IndyCar Series winner here in the Freak Nation. And uh, James, which is a bigger surprise that you finally got a win this year or the fact that we've been on the air for 18 oh. years? I mean, de- I mean, both are pretty surprising. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> no, wait a minute. You getting a win this year is not surprising. You've you've had the talent. You've had the car. Okay, so May was a disappointment. So many people want to continue to harp on that, but people fail forward. You did just that by taking the win today. Yeah, that's just it. You know, I mean, I, I, I give my guys so much credit because, you know, this team's so strong, and everybody was so beat up about what happened at Indy. You know, these are, like I said, grown men in tears uh, for a long time, but we didn't want to let it, you know, get, get us too despondent. We didn't want to lose motivation, lose focus, and and they didn't. You know, we, we rallied back, and we had a great run in Texas. We had a strong strong Sunday in uh, in Road America. And to come here now and get back on the top step of the podium, it's just, you know, it, it's such a it's such a great thing for all the guys on the Aero car and everybody at SPM. This team's, like, really had a transformation this year, and it's been great to see. And, you know, Robbie's been a big part of that. And I hate what happened at the end there. It would have been great to have him on the podium and have both cars up there. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, SPM's first oval win, which I didn't know. I, I found that out uh, a little bit afterwards. And, uh, great for everybody at Aero, and uh, yeah, I just, I just so happy, and, and carrying the momentum into Toronto is going to be awesome. James Hinchcliffe, your Iowa winner, IndyCar Series Iowa winner, joining the Freaks. When you, when the team has the down times and the team has the fantastic times like wins, who's the biggest cheerleader? Is it uh, your ownership? Is it the driver? Is it the crew chief? Honestly, man, I, this team, you know, I, I said it in Indy when what happened happened. We win together, we lose together. And when, when a day like that comes together, everybody's just so pumped. You know, I, I saw, obviously, you know, Rick was down in, the, in Victory Lane with us. Sam was on the phone with me down there. He couldn't make it this weekend. Um, but, you know, whether it's the, the crew chief, the engineers, all the mechanics, all the guys over the wall, my manager, family, friends, everybody, it's, uh, it really is a team effort, and, and everybody enjoys it just the same. Hinchcliffe, congratulations, first of all. It's good to see you back in the victory circle. There was a record set today for average speed. Was that because there weren't a lot of cautions, or is IndyCar getting to the point that you got to set records to get wins? I mean, it's it's certainly a competitive series, and it's certainly tough to win these races. But, no, I think for sure this is uh, this is a track that we've seen a lot of uh, yellows at in the past, and uh, only having the two for a for, you know, pretty short period of time, I think uh, – I think really helped set that. So it's uh, it's cool to see. We also had something like 950 passes on track, which is pretty incredible, and it just kind of shows how much fun short track racing can be in this series. The series itself is incredible. You just came from the longest road course in Wisconsin to the shortest oval in the series in Iowa. You got a street course coming up in Canada. You earn a championship. You earn wins, first of all, but if you're going to be competitive and get a championship, you earn it in IndyCar, don't you? That's just it. You know, you, you really have to be a master of all the different disciplines, whether it's super speedway, short ovals, road courses, street courses. You know, we have a pretty good mix of all of them. So if you're if you're lacking in one of those areas, that's that's going to bite you when it comes uh, comes time to tally up the points at the end of the year. And that's what I love about this series. That's why I think you know it really is a, a champions championship, and it, it's just it's such a fun competitive series to race in. James Hinchcliffe, you also are talking about racing with basically no gimmicks because immediately, almost immediately, after the end of the race today, the Twitterverse became active with NASCAR fans wondering, why does IndyCar not do a green-white checkered finish? They needed that for more excitement. I, I have my own opinions on this, but what is James, James Hinchcliffe's explanation 
or answer to that? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a race fan uh, before I was ever a driver, so I get the excitement of a, of a green flag finish. Um, but at the same time, you know, so many of our races are, you know, calculated to the lap when it comes to fuel mileage. And, you know, there are engineers on our timing stands in pit lane whose sole job is to, you know, lose five years off their life some days trying to make sure that we're hitting the right number to make it to the end of a race. And so if some caution comes out late and that means that you have to, you know, pit when you shouldn't have, I, I don't know. We go into this race with a strategy about, you know, this is how many laps it's going to be. This is how we're going to work backwards to be up front at the at the final lap. And I, I think it would, uh, you know, you would you would certainly add some excitement. Uh, you'd certainly add some accidents and increase crash damage bills for all the team owners. Um, but ultimately, I, I think you'd rob some guys of well-deserved results. And so for me, I, I get why they do it on that side of it, but I don't think it's necessarily something we need over here. If 950 passes wasn't enough excitement for you, oh. I mean, I'm not not trying to sound like a jerk. We had an eight-second lead. It's not like it was going to be a nail-biter finish as it was, so I think I think they'd made the right call. Your Iowa winner, IndyCar Series winner, James Hinchcliffe joining Speed Freaks the Lucas Oil Studios. But, James, let me be race car fan. You can't plan an interception with five seconds left in a Super Bowl game. You can't plan for penalty kicks in a semifinal match in the World Cup. You you go There's, into those are green white checkers. Those are just playing it out. Yeah, you. But but I understand that. But at the same time, it, as a race car fan, I want to see James Hinchcliffe full throttle coming around collecting that checker. Yeah, but if you're in the the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl and there's five seconds left on the clock, you know there's five seconds left on the clock. <laughs> yep. But you have a whole pl- you have a plethora of plans of uh, plays to choose from. <laughs> and nobody's taking a knee in an Indy car race. Tell them that, James. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Not going there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to. You know what? Go celebrate. All please. right. Uh, He's James. got his home race coming up, and he promised Paul Tracy on the broadcast he'd have a beer with him. So go. All right. Yeah, I got to go plan brews with PT. That a boy. All right, Hinchcliffe. Always good to get you in the Freak Nation. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. With James Hinchcliffe here in the Freak Nation, it's again, it's refreshing to get him in here. It means the dude actually won a freaking race. And I know I brought that up as well in the interview, but when you have a guy that's important for a series and his personality, get out there in front of people. The guys in the what Honda is it Honda commercials, Crasher, right? Honda commercials. Oh yes, Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Again, one of the pers- one of the best selling personalities. He was tired right sports. there, though. Yeah. That's that's the most subdued I've ever heard him. Statman, a surprise to you to see really kind of a a lame uh, set of grandstands there for the Iowa race? No, not really. I've, I've been to races at Iowa. That's a great little track. The people support it. And uh, the, the, the city, it's got some nice little restaurants to go to. <laughs> and it's right down the street from Knoxville where they do all the sprint car racing. So that's a nice little area to uh, to go watch a race in. Curious with IndyCar now backing out, or whether they backed out, but IndyCar not coming back to Phoenix next year, they're gone. And then you see the track at Iowa Crasher with it just wasn't that impressive for the stands. You know what? Yeah, to me, of course, I'm not the one making decisions either for tracks or for the sanctioning body of IndyCar, but 
Yeah, I am disappointed that IndyCar is not coming back to Phoenix, ISM Raceway, when I believe that the Phoenix market is one that has a much higher potential to grow versus the Iowa Speedway market that, yes, there's Knoxville close by and there's there's some open wheel fans that live all around there. But when the audience is dwindling, why does Iowa Speedway get awarded a date yet Phoenix doesn't? I just something doesn't add up here and it, it makes me frustrated. You know, I think the bigger issue might be the fact that IndyCar is looking for a little more money trying to raise the fees. And maybe ISM or Phoenix didn't want to step up where Iowa did. It's not far from Des Moines. Uh, There's a lot of race fans in that area, like you said. And uh, I, I don't know this. I'm just speculating that the only reason why they wouldn't come back to Phoenix is that somebody didn't want to pay them enough money to do it. Valid point there. And we'll get to the bottom of it because I'm dying to get to the bottom of it. But, yeah, that is probably one of the biggest assumptions right now. Freak Nation, coming up next. We've never had this guy in the Freak Nation, right, Crasher? Who, Kid Rock? Yeah, we've never had Kid Rock in the Freak Nation. <laughs> Steven Simpson, no. First time. Right. Uh, who cares? Dude won himself a big-ass race last weekend on them Continental Tires. And, oh, by the way, we have a couple signed autograph, signed an autograph Continental Tires has to give away. Coming up, Speed Freaks Fist, Lucas Soul Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks? Got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and Get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. 
grab it, and hold on tight. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. Coming up next I hour, Evil Knievel will join us here in the Freak Nation. The significance of that interview has everything to do with what's going on in the History Channel right now with. Travis Pastrana doing his best, Evil Knievel. He has he's done the bus jump that Evil Knievel did in London. He did the multiple car jump. I don't know where the hell he did that one. They said he jumped Who, 50. Evil? Yeah. Where Evil did it? Yeah. Under, look, they said he jumped 52 compact cars. Okay. 52. There were four cars stacked on top of each other. They were, they were all smashed. They don't act like the freaking thing was 52 cars long but it was a new record travis's first jump was 143 feet and that did set a new record got it so there all right uh, again crash gladys kenny sergeant Statman, speed freaks on a sunday night good to get this dude in the freak nature the first time uh jenny z miller motorsports own driver uh this is a dude that evidently knows how to drive himself a freaking race car he didn't win this past weekend but he won the legendous six hours at the Glen. His name is Stephen Simpson, joining the Freaks. And, Stephen, it's in, it's it's kind of nuts that you join us tonight that given the fact that you guys won last weekend, had a pretty good result this past weekend, uh, but more importantly, was Evil Knievel a, an, <laughs> idol, an idol of yours growing up? That's all I give a damn about right now, buddy. <laughs> well, firstly, thanks for having me on the show, guys. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, honestly, it's been quite a uh, quite a, uh, a busy 10 days. I've just landed back home in Indianapolis, and, and I realized that I've been in a race car for eight out of the last 10 days. And, uh, and obviously, the, the win at Watkins Glen last week was, uh, was just fantastic. It was great to get Gainsco Auto Insurance and the Red Dragon back into victory lane and, uh, and to do it uh, in, in, I suppose, such a spectacular way at, uh, at one of our bigger races of the year. Yeah, it's a big deal. Steven Simpson, of course, last week's winner, six hours at the Glen, joining the Freaks in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. That's uh, Is that one of those, from a driver's perspective, a driver of your caliber, that it's a big notch to win that race of all the races that, that you run on? You know, it's definitely right up there. It's uh, it, it's such a big event, and, and what made it 
Uh, what made our win this year so uh, so rewarding was that it's our first overall win uh, in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Uh, obviously, getting Gaines Co. Uh, back into victory lane, and uh, and last year we came so close at the race as well. We we led the last uh, probably 20 or 30 minutes of the race, uh, only for uh, for to eventually finish second. Um, so to to come back and. Uh, and take that extra step uh, on the podium this year uh, was was just great. So uh, yeah, and and to to add to that success, uh, obviously racing with Michael Johnson in the uh, Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge, we ended up with a, a third place finish in the four hour race at Watkins Glen, and and a second place finish yesterday at Canadian Tire Motorsports, so uh, Motorsports Park. So uh, that added to the success of the last ten days as well. Stephen Simpson, Watkins Glen winner from the sailing six hours at the Glen last weekend. Stephen, I wanted to talk to you about Michael Johnson. You are his driver coach. He's a paraplegic. And it's just incredible the chemistry that you guys have together. So explain how this goes and, and how you are able to coach him and, and some of the things that you guys have had to design to help him drive this car. You know, it, it's it's been so rewarding enjoying the success that Michael and I are achieving uh, in our Audi TCR car because my my relationship first started with Michael back in 2011 when he was working his way up uh, the Open Wheel Championship and I was his driver coach uh, back then in, in 2011 and uh, we've come a long way together. Michael's uh, just fantastic. He he is paralyzed from the the mid waist down, uh, so he uses a a, a very technical hand control system to drive the race car and uh, and he does just a, such a phenomenal job he's definitely uh, getting better and better and driving at his best at the moment and uh, our our last two podium finishes have been great uh, but to add to that Michael also qualified on the front row of the grid for our, our race yesterday so uh, so he's doing a great job and and what he's able to do in the race car or with uh, with the hand controls is uh, it's uh, it's a real inspiration but explain a little bit further these hand controls that you guys have on the steering wheel because you have to work around those hand controls, number one. And number two, so many people now are getting familiar with paddle shifting because that's in many of our streetcars these days. These are not paddle shifters either. So explain both of those. <laughs> Absolutely. So the Michael's steering wheel and the steering wheel I use as well is uh, it's fairly complex. There's an accelerator ring on the front of the steering wheel which Michael uses, he uses his thumbs to press uh, as the accelerator. And then on the back of the steering wheel, there's a brake ring, which he uses and he pulls uh, with his fingers to, to slow the car down. So, uh, so his hands are very busy. And then to add to that, you're right. Most race cars nowadays are paddle shifters. We've had to alter our paddle shifters to, to basically push buttons. Uh, so in between Michael uh, using his hands to, to steer the race car, get on the, the gas and, and brake as well. He also presses buttons, or we both use the, the buttons to shift up and down gears. So he uh, he's a very busy guy in the car, and when you meet him and you shake his hand, you realize uh, how he can drive these race cars because uh, his, his hands and his arms are just incredibly strong. But, Stephen, you're so much taller than he is, and you can actually, with your knees or something you can hit one of those rings the brake or the acceleration ring and screw things up 
You know, another great question, and, and that's part of the challenge. Uh, because the, the, the brake ring behind the steering wheel is actually bigger than the steering wheel itself, it means that when I get in the race car, there's not much clearance between the, the bottom of the seat and the, the steering wheel and, and brake ring. So uh, it means we've got to practice and get a bit creative with how, uh, how we get in and out the car. But, uh, you know, we can do a driver change just as quick as anybody else in the, in the field. And uh, we have Michael's trainer, Josh Gibbs, who uh, is an integral part of the team. And when Michael comes in to the pit stop, uh, Josh and I run over the wall. Josh actually pulls Michael out of the car. And, uh, and then I, I jump in. Uh, I throw a seat pad that Michael uses. I throw that out the car. And then I squeeze myself and my legs in the car. And, um, you know, it's, I, don't, uh, I, I am able to drive the car with the pedals, uh, with the system that we have set up, uh, and, and driving around the, the brake ring and the, steer, and the accelerator ring is, uh, is just part of, uh, part of what I've got to do. Uh, but uh, just so happy to be helping Michael uh, uh, fulfill his dreams, and, and he's got a long way to go. Uh, and I have no doubt he'll be winning races and will be winning races soon. Stephen Simpson is the IMSA winner at the Glen six hours. Congratulations on what you're doing with Michael. Uh, that's uh, not just his driver coach, but what you're doing with him. But I want to go back to the prototype, the P2, LMP2 that you won the Glen overall. Uh, that is in the, oh, what's it called? The Red Dragon. Yeah. Uh, and that is... I was a huge fan of the Red Dragon, the 99, and I understand that some people that were fans are starting to come toward you and thank you and JDC for making that, bringing that back to the, the podium. Uh, tell us about that. You know, it's just been fantastic uh, to to have achieved this kind of success uh, driving the Red Dragon in in only our, I think it was our fifth or sixth race uh, of the season is is a real honor. Uh, so uh, yes, and and you know the driver autograph session this morning before our race today, we had so many people come up to us say that they're so happy to see the Red Dragon back in victory lane and and fighting up front. And uh, so many people were at Watkins Glen that, that then made the trip up to Canadian Time Motorsports Park as well to watch the race. So the support we're receiving is, is just, uh, it's just amazing. And uh, it just makes me and the team and my co-drivers want to, uh, want to make sure that we get back in victory lane and, um, and give our fans and supporters uh, more to cheer about. Wow, Stephen, you've done this before, because that's exactly what I want to talk to you about next. The P2 car is different than the, uh, the, the not the P1, but the Daytona International cars, uh, the prototypes. The P2 car is uh, a smaller engine. They, they supposedly have less power, but they're lighter. And now they're starting to run at the front of the line with some regularity. Tell us how that has happened, that they, they're doing that this year where they didn't do it in the past. Yes, you know, I think the difference between this year and last year, or part of the difference anyway, is the level of competition this year has just been raised uh, really high. Obviously, having Team Penske and, and Acura uh, join the field, uh, 
and a couple of other teams. We've also had some uh, some some teams from Europe come over and compete. And I think the bar has just been raised, and it's meant that everybody, including ourselves, have got have had to uh, dig deeper and work harder and and make our car go faster. And uh, and really, that's exactly what we've done. Uh, and uh, you, you're competing against some of the the DPIs, the Daytona Prototype Internationals. Are it's tough. We've got some big manufacturers, like I mentioned, Acura and and Cadillac, Mazda, Nissan. There's some huge manufacturers in there with uh, with a lot of resources behind them. So uh, so it's definitely been a, a tall order. Uh, not to mention some uh, racing against some of the best sports car drivers in the world. Uh, so it's it's a tough uh, it's a tough series, but uh, we like the competition. Uh, that's why JDC Miller Motorsports competes at the highest level, and um, and we thrive on the competition, and and that's what makes last week's win uh, win at Watkins Glen uh, extra re- rewarding, uh, knowing we beat uh, such such stiff competition. Stephen Simpson, last weekend's winner, six hours at the Glen for the Tech Sports Car Championship. Congratulations, first of all, it was a month ago where you became a an American citizen. Second yeah. of all, what uh, what was the toughest question on that big USA quiz that uh, you had to pass? You had to answer. Uh, that I'm sure. You that, come on, man. What was it? What was it? You know, I need to think back now. That was. I, I know I studied uh, very, very hard. It's probably the most important test I've ever taken <laughs> in my life. Uh, but you know what? Fortunately, there wasn't anything too tough. I think. Uh, I think uh, they, they kind of let me out pretty easy. I think uh, one of the questions was I had to name a state that borders Canada. Uh, had to name the the river, uh, name the the ocean on the west coast of the U.S. Um, so so not not too difficult stuff. But um, but my wife and I were uh, she she was asking me questions every night for uh, a couple of weeks leading up to my test. But uh, but I'm very very proud to to be a U.S. citizen now. And uh, and actually uh, this this weekend was the first time I got to use my new American passport for the first time. So. Uh, it was uh, it was special to me. And I did notice, Stephen. Hold on, Crasher. Oh, hold on. Okay. It's I game gonna... show time. Well, let's do it. Okay, so just to make sure that you're about it, about it when it comes to being an American citizen. Oh, boy. Uh, what is the capital of Texas? Oh, jeez. Oh, the capital of Texas. Uh, Dallas? Austin. Austin. Say Austin. You've heard, of that, you've heard of that racetrack called Coda, right? Oh, you know what? It's definitely Austin. Man. There you go. All right. All right. So uh, now. Of course, Kenny would go with the Texas question. Do you know where Stephen Simpson lives? The last question for you DM is now. this. What is a Hoosier? Oh, I am a Hoosier now. <laughs> okay. But you tell me. A Hoosier can't even tell me what a Hoosier is. But what, you know what, what, uh, what is it, man? You know, a Hoosier is just somebody that uh, that is from Indiana. Oh. That, oh. You know, it's, there's no real explanation or definition for a Hoosier other than somebody that is from Indiana. I beg to differ, we're, though. We're, At the beginning of this interview, Stephen, you said you just flew back home again to Indianapolis. Do you know that actual song that was made famous by Jim Neighbors, sung at the Indy 500, now sung by the badass Jim Cornelison? Can you sing that song back home again in Indiana? Absolutely. I love back home in Indiana. And, you know, I think I might just have to play it uh, when I get in my car and drive home now. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, give us the first line. More importantly, can you sing the fight song for University of Texas? Oh, stop. Quit it. We oh. can't do it. Crash. Uh, I need to prepare better for when uh, when I'm talking to you guys next time. Gosh, I like it. Yeah, those, those questions. Uh, name that ocean on the west coast of the United States. Holy smokes. Hey, hey congratulations, oh, wow. buddy, on the win and and uh, joining a few other folks that uh, are, are now American citizens, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Great to talk to you. All yes, right. You well, too. looking forward to getting you back in the Freak Nation. Just go out and win, okay? Yes, that's the plan. boy. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Have a good one, guys. Thank right. you. Stephen Simpson joining us here in the Freak Nation. Yeah. Hoosier. Statman, can you name me? No, stop. Two no, states please. that border Mexico in the United States. Oh, my God. That's all Kenny cares about is his homeland. <laughs> uh, let's see. California, Arizona. <laughs> you can stop right there. And yeah. New Mexico. Right? Yay! Is that all? <laughs> well, again, Texas isn't a state. It's a country. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> We yeah, just end okay. everything right now. Let's not go. Let's not go into Texas. Right. Shall we? Let's not. Let's not deal with Texas. All right, freak right nation. now it's all Nevada all the time. Las Vegas and Travis getting ready to make his third jump. Right. By the way, just we will. Speaking of Travis Pastrana, I don't like using this word, but it's the only thing that comes to my mind right now. He's mimicking three of Evil Knievel's jumps, and he's about to do his third. So we figured, why not? We had Evil Knievel in the Freak Nation about 16, 17 years ago. Uh, we will relive about five or six minutes of that Evil Knievel interview next hour. Talks about uh, prostitutes, uh, pimps, and Butte. <laughs> it's evil. It's, it's Evil Knievel. It's evil. Uh, and even during that interview, there's a dude who calls in that Evil Knievel left at the bottom of Snake River Canyon. <laughs> This is legit. It is so bizarre. That's greatness. Come on, Travis Pastrana. One more we'll, go. We'll hear from your IndyCar Series winner, James Hinchcliffe, next hour as well. And, and sta- IMSA. Colin That's Brown. right. Connor Brown, IMSA Sports Car Championship winner. Uh, be sure you follow us on Twitter as well at Speed Freaks. Uh, get the Freaks. Second hour coming up. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 Eight hundred nine three two five five one seven. Once again, that's eight hundred nine three two fifty five seventeen.
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined, with Kenny Sargent, Paging Dr. Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Getting Crash Position, and Statman, Don't Overdrive the Car, Here's the Freaks, Coming off Freak. Second hour of the Freaks, Travis Pastrana, he does it. He jumps the fountains at Caesars Palace. This going on as we speak. Hashtag Evil Live. Speaking of Evil Knievel, we'll go back about 16, 17 years and feature one of our highlights of our tenure as Speed Freaks with Evil Knievel. He'll join us here in the Freak Nation. Stat man, you look at these jumps that Travis Pastrana is doing in Las Vegas and it's to me, it's still – now, that's a better perspective, but it's just kind of tame from what we've seen from Travis Pastrana and freestyle, rider, freestyle riders over the last, speaking of, 19 years. Wow. I'm I'm speechless after watching this thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, a double backflip, you know, maybe that would have been too much to ask for for him to do a triple <laughs> backflip while he was dumping over the fountains – at Caesar's Palace, that would have been insane. But Travis is capable of doing the insane, including, and I can't. Every time I think about Travis, and all night tonight, I've been thinking about him signing the autographs for those little kids at that motorcycle uh, place in here in Southern California. 
Yeah, where we used to host came, that autograph signing. He came early and stayed late and treated the last kid who asked him, what's it like to jump your bike? Like it was the first time he'd heard that question in life. Travis deserves every, mm-hmm. every bit of notoriety and celebrity and he deserves it. He's worth it. And he's, he's the coolest kid that probably, and I never thought I would say this, but he might be the coolest kid that I've met in 19 years of being involved in the speed freaks. There's you're exactly right. There's really, I'm trying to think of somebody else right now. There's a lot of very classy riders and drivers out there. And we've seen many people stay late after autograph signings or come early for certain events or be extra special to the elderly or to kids. But Travis still excels over that population of athletes because he just always goes the extra mile. You are exactly right. Now, I will say this in talking about why can't we see a double backflip over the fountains or something that is more modern to what we've seen with freestyle motocross riders over the last 19 years. It's funny. Ricky Carmichael did question that on Twitter. He said, do you think we're going to see maybe a backflip or something over one of these jumps? And the majority response to Carmichael was, you know what? I think he just wants to do exactly what evil tried to do on all three of these jumps and not try to put any extra gimmicks with it and just replicate what was tried and just show that it can be done. Well, then put him on a Harley Davidson, a 1969 <laughs> Harley Davidson. Ask that man about Harley Davidson's back in the day mm, with yeah. the yeah. suspension of a freaking cinder block. Put him on that well, damn he thing. Did, he did have an Indian, and they talked about this at the beginning of the show. He did have an Indian and only had four inches of travel uh, at the in the back. Four inches where he gets 12 or more on his motocross bike. I thought he was going to be doing it on a motocross bike. And I said, well, that's not too much, but doing it on a big, heavy 300 pound plus bike with four inches of suspension travel, uh, that's, he's not crazy. I mean, he's a nice guy and he's done some crazy things, but I can't imagine him <laughs> getting on one of those old Harley Davidsons with a cinder block suspension and, you know, he did. He he probably mapped this out. He doesn't have a death wish. He mapped this out uh, as much as he could, and he's he had his daughters and his family there. What's he going to do? You know, dismember himself in front of his kids? He doesn't want to do that. Uh, you <laughs> no, know, who's, probably no. not. He yeah. just damn. He just damn near broke his neck diving <laughs> into the Caesars fountains that are about a foot and a half deep. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all 18 inches of it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Wouldn't that be some ass, man? He goes, he gets freaking temporarily paralyzed because he dives into the damn fountains. Damn. Uh, Travis, Travis is a Hall of Fame. I'll tell anybody that and have told anybody. He's been on our show. He's treated us with the greatest respect. Oh, yeah. He's treated me with the greatest respect uh, at rallying and uh, being in the woods in motor coaches at two o'clock in the morning, Easy drinking enough. rum with him. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, he, I asked him once, uh, who was the uh, best driver? I think it was after his third or fourth championship. And it wasn't him or J- John Buffett. And he said, no, 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 that's settled. Well, that's so true. Uh, we'll resume after we're joined by another round of affiliates coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studios. 
Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Ah, yeah. Second hour of Speed Freaks, bringing in another round of affiliates. How you guys doing, man? Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Speedfreaks.tv. Got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all there for you. Coming up this hour, James Hinchcliffe, IndyCar Series winner, will be here. Also, we're going to hear from Evil Knievel. We've been talking a lot about Evil Knievel and Travis Pastrana, what Travis Pastrana has done over the last, what is this, two or three hours? Three hours? Yeah, at least two. At least two, yes. Uh, hashtag Evil Live will explain. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. You go to ContinentalTire.com to find the tire for what you're driving, man. That's ContinentalTire.com. Crasher? Well, let's kick it off with Travis Pastrana because arguably this was one of the biggest weekends of the year in motorsports. The weekend that's closest to July 4th, everybody is racing, and that's what we had this weekend. And this one in particular this year, Travis Pastrana, and he did it. He made history on all three of his jumps in Las Vegas just now. Yes, just now. Tonight, the Sunday, wrapping up this motorsports weekend. And he replicated three of Evil Knievel's jumps, jumping over the cars, jumping over all the Greyhound buses, and then finalizing by jumping over the Caesars Fountains. And yes, record-breaking on all three. The weekend started, though, with NASCAR and ARCA in Daytona. ARCA, that race won by Sheldon Creed. And then NASCAR, the Xfinity Series with Kyle Larson. And how about the young gun Eric Jones taking the win in a crash-filled Monster Energy Cup race? IndyCar raced in Iowa this weekend. Another amazing race, 950 passes. Oh, hi, how you doing? James Hinchcliffe, yeah, that guy that didn't make the biggest race of the year, the Indy 500, he just took the win in the IndyCar Series. Formula One, though, to kick off today, at least, this morning, morning the british grand prix sebastian vettel showing the balls of steel and taking the british grand prix motocross racing in redbud marvin muskin taking a 2-1 over ken roxon's 1-3 in the two motos imsa racing in Mosport. colin brown and jonathan bennett racing from the back of the field to take the win colin brown joins us uh, just a few nhra in new england steve torrance winner in top fuel matt hagan in funny car chris magaha in pro stock Freak Nation, his name is Colin Brown. Balls of Steel will prove to you why. And what does a felony DUI have to do with Evil Knievel and Travis Pastrana? We'll explain coming up. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. 
Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Yeah, dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Yeah, dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honeymead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Yeah, dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. The website, speedfreaks.tv. We're there for you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all over the damn place. Kind of like this dude. His name is Colin Brown. He's been coming to the Freak Nation many, many years, almost all these 18 years we've been around, but I don't know if he's ever done this. He's your winner from the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship at the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park over the weekend. And what he did, Freak Nation, is he started from the back of the pack. I mean the back of the pack. There's 47 different classes in this race. (laughs) And and he he moves to the pack to go on and win this race. First of all, Colin Brown, congratulations. And second of all, how did this happen? You grabbed the pole position. You were crushing it in practice and qualifying all weekend. But you decided to start from the back of the pack. What, What happens with all of this? Well, it's a good question. Yeah, we decided to change the starting driver. The rule in IMSA is the guy that qualifies has to start the race. And uh, we sort of took, took a look at practice and all of our, you know, notes and, and preparation stuff and kind of decided last minute to swap that around. And that comes at the penalty of, uh, of starting at the back. And so we knew we had a fast car. And uh, my co-driver, John Bennett, did a great job in the first stint and, uh, you know, set it up for us to, uh, to just, you know, execute the rest of our program. Colin Brown, your WeatherTech Sports Car Championship winner from Canada, joining the Freaks. And this isn't a knock against Bennett. I mean, he's the business guy. He's the team owner. He's the cat that knows how to put the cash in the cash cashier, or the, what do we call it, the cash register. Right? I understand that. Your, your hope is just this guy keeps the car clean and in working order for you to kick some ass and run your butt through the field. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, that's exactly what we did. He did a great job in that first stint. 
kept right in the mix with those guys. Uh, we had a yellow came out that worked timing-wise perfect where I could jump in the car and, uh, you know, start start from obviously last in, uh, in the line of prototype cars. But, uh, again, we knew we had a fast car and we could carve our way up to the front. And, um, you know, luckily we had a fast enough car to barely get it done. We certainly, uh, you know, didn't have too much time to spare, but, uh, you know, enough to get it done. Enough to get it done, Colin Brown. It's... And again, like Kenny said, this isn't a knock against anybody else, but I am going to say it's a little bit easier to pass the guys in the back of the pack versus getting the guys up front. And you and Jordan Taylor had some pretty big battles. And of course, that last pass that actually secured the win for you was epic as well. How much more difficult was it when you got to that top five? (laughs) Yeah, definitely harder and harder. I mean, the... uh... Uh, you know, a few of the guys in the back I got on the very first lap of, uh, of of the restart when I got in. So got a couple guys right away, and I'll tell you, they got progressively harder and harder. And, um, you know, a track like Mossport here is just fast, falls to the wall, flat out. I mean, so many of these corners are just a tiny little lift in the center of them. And you mix in the GT cars, and you've really got to be patient, but fast when you need to be, and, um, you know, Making sure we didn't scratch the thing was the big, you know, point basically in the middle of the race. It was just stay patient, stay calm, know we have a fast car, and, you know, we'll find our way to the top by the end. You know, some drivers do call Canadian Tire Motorsports Park the most difficult track on the IMSA circuit. Do you agree with that, and why or why not? Yeah, I would say it's uh, probably one of the most difficult, but also one of my favorites. Um, I think it's difficult because it's just a commitment, you know, maximum you know, set your balls up on the dash and go for it kind of racetrack. I mean, there's so many corners where you just got to really, 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 um, you know, uh, commit. And, and um, you know, a place like that, I think kind of uh, either you love it or you kind of hate it or it scares you. And so uh, for me, I really enjoy it. I mean, my qualifying lap here, our minimum corner speed in turn two was 152 miles an hour, minimum speed. That's the slowest we were through there. So, uh, you know, just a really, really cool track to drive. I love it. Colin Brown, why are the LMP2 cars suddenly driving up front? Was this weekend because of the smooth lines at Mosport, or is this a sign of things to come? Well, you know, I think there's two things going on. I think, um, you know, it's not a huge uh, secret. I think the DPI cars have a little bit more torque off of the bottom of the slower corners, and so you go to a track like Watkins Glen and Mossport, it doesn't really have a lot of those. And I think it allows us to flex, uh, you know, a little bit of our efficiencies and, and speed. Um, you go to some street courses like Long Beach earlier in the year, all of the LMP2 cars really struggled just with lack of, of torque, uh, lack of the super sophisticated TC system. And, um, you know, tracks like this, we don't really rely on the TC. We don't need that much torque. And so I think it allows us to be on a little more even footing. Um, and then secondly, you know, these guys at Colorado Sport have been uh, – been working hard i mean we are are new to this series we're first year in the prototype class and so we're learning leaps and bounds about the car and the setup and how to make it go fast every time we go race colin brown you passed some of the best and fastest factory programs in imsa finished second the last race won overall this race where's this sudden speed coming from what have you learned at this point in the season that's a great question i'll tell you i think um the first few races of the year were at Daytona, a Roval. We went then to Sebring, a really bumpy, you know, normal kind of course. And then we went to Long Beach Street Course. And so all of those tracks required very different setups. And we weren't able to really build from race to race because we were 
basically going back to uh, kind of a standard setup for that type of course. And so I think, um, man, you know, I think at, at, at a track like this and, and a track like Watkins Glen, they're pretty similar together. We had a chance to test at Watkins Glen and sort of build some momentum and, and tweak our setup instead of having to go back to the drawing board. And so I think just building up that momentum and uh, learning more and more about this car when we go to similar racetracks is really paying dividends for us right now. Colin, let's talk about speed for a minute. You had success in the slower prototype challenge cars, but some say the only thing that gets you ready for speed is speed. Did you learn something in the slower challenge cars that maybe somebody else didn't? I think the PC car absolutely helped me get more comfortable with going fast. You know, I honestly think my my uh, you know few years in, in NASCAR trucks and, and the Xfinity series helped me sort of get used to and get comfortable with going fast, trusting some downforce and, and being right on the edge in fast corners. And I'm sure that's uh, a big part of why I love Mossport, one of my favorite tracks. Well, hold on a second. We can't get out of a speed conversation by asking this question. And you brought up your NASCAR truck experience this weekend being, of course, NASCAR's second weekend in Daytona. Do you, Colin Brown, still own the speed record at Daytona International Speedway? I do still own that speed record. I'm Man. thankful that I do, too, because that was pretty scary, and I'm glad I don't have to go and try to re-break somebody else's record. So I hope that stands for a while. Colin Brown, your speed record holder at the Daytona International Speedway. More importantly, uh, team's kicking ass for the last couple of races in the IMSA Sports Car Weather Tech Championship. When you have a record like that, and of course you're doing that on Continental Tires, and we know that Continental Tires, they're, they're leaving the series at the end of this year. Uh, it's got to be not. I'm not okay. Let me just say it's got to be a concern to drivers and teams when a a tire has so much so much to do with how well a team does on certain tracks and so much efforts put into designing tires for racing. I know you're not looking to 2019 already, but at the same time, is it a concern for you that you kind of kind of go back to the drawing board with a new tire coming in the series next season? Yeah, it's a good uh, good point. I would say earlier in the year when we were trying to figure out, um, you know, figure out our car and understand the setups and figure all that out, we were like, well, this is going to be good for us next year. It'll reset and it'll put everybody on an even playing field. But now that uh, now that we're loving our car and it's working good and the setup's uh, pretty darn good, we're now a little bit on the other side of the fence. Like, darn it, we're going to have to change everything up and, and go back to work. And so um, Continental's done a great job with the tire. It's uh you know, been a really, really good tire for us throughout the uh, PC car and the TTD car when we raced that and, and now here in prototype. And so um, they've done a great job, you know, being a great advocate for the series. And so, um, you know, really looking forward to uh, finishing out the season with those guys. All right, Freak Nation, Colin Brown. From what you did this weekend, brother, that was uh, that was extremely badass. Well, thank you, guys. It, uh, it was a great weekend for, you know, for me personally, obviously, but also for you know, John Bennett and these Colorado sports guys, everybody's working their tails off, so I'm glad to see it paying off. Yes, you guys need to party soon to celebrate this win, because like you said, it is huge. Oh, don't you worry. I think we're going to do that. Don't worry. Bam. All right. <laughs> yes. Colin, thanks for doing this, buddy. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Good to get Colin Brown back here in the Freak Nation. Dude is one badass pilot. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. We've got a autographed hat. Uh, by Colin Brown and I believe Bennett. Jonathan Bennett. Jonathan Bennett autographed it as well. Colin, what Continental Tire does is they have these snappy little Continental Tire hats that our, our friend Alex Clancy seems to wear more than his freaking underwear. Uh, it's autographed by the drivers who win the IMSA Weather Tech Sports Car Championship over the weekend. 
There's only one of these damn things, man. And they're kind enough to give us those hats to give away to you, Freak Nation. And we've got one up right now on our website at Speed Freaks. Excuse me, on our Twitter page at Speed Freaks. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, Suave is going to put out there on how you can win this damn thing. All right? Follow us at Speed Freaks. Coming up next, his name is Evil Freaking Knievel. The significance of that guy, Travis Pastrana, and his son, Robbie Knievel, and a felony DUI. It's the good, the bad, and the freaking ugly. We explain next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. You had to see last night's NASCAR Cup race at Daytona coming from way far away. The crashes were wild even for a restrictor plate race. Just as predictable was the finger pointing by drivers taken out in the crashes. Brad Keselowski had the most talked about comment or threat, really. He said, I've got to wreck more people. We'll go to Talladega and we'll wreck everybody that throws a bad block like that. Curiously, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was around most of the wrecks in one way or another. Officials gave him a security escort out of the track after the race. He finished 17th. Eric Jones won the Recapalooza. It was his first cup win. Oddly, the only lap he led was the only one that mattered, the last one. For years, we've talked about NASCAR officials allowing drivers to block others without fear of penalty. Now, if you believe the heated comments after the race, the drivers will take matters into their own hands. Maybe cooler heads will prevail by the time the schedule gets to Talladega in October. Otherwise, it could get uglier. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. 
I'm Ryan Burke. I'm the head cider maker at Angry Orchard, and we're in Brittany, France. I wanted to make Angry Orchard Rosé cider out of my love for rosé wine. We came here and found these red-fleshed apples. It's a really rare fruit. The apple brings a right, refreshing, natural taste to the cider and a deep, nice pink rosé hue. Our rosé is a little bit less sweet. It's got a really nice balance for any occasion. It's a really refreshing drink. Angry Orchard Cider Company, Walden, New York. Drink responsibly. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store for O'Reilly Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant for only $6.99 a gallon. Protect your engine from overheating with O'Reilly Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant, now $6.99 a gallon at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, so it was give or take a few years. I'll say right around 2002, we had Evil Knievel on the show. He was promoting a jump that his 70-plus-year-old ass was going to do. Didn't end up doing it. Regardless, it was a legendous interview. It's originally about 17 minutes long. <laughs> uh, we've cut it down to six minutes, and the significance of this is because Travis Pastrana, one of the greatest motorsports athletes in the history of mankind, duplicated and beat three of Evil Knievel's jumping records in Las Vegas live on the History Channel tonight. But before we get into discussion on Travis Pastrana and those jumps, let me play a little bit of the highlights from this Evil Knievel interview 16-plus years ago, uh, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Hi there, this is the number one badass in America, Evil Knievel. You are listening to the Bastard Children and the show, The Speed Freaks. That's right, they can kiss our ass, right, Evil? Exactly right. Speed Freaks. American Idol. Idol. So real man. Real man. Or was that Queer Eye for the Race Guy? Ah, who cares? Go make me some eggs. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. There's a guy that described him perfectly. He was a high school dropout, an award-winning athlete, a petty thief, a motorcycle racer, a political activist. But damn it, he's one of the most unique heroes to earn a place in the collective psyche of this country. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the Freak Nation, Evil Knievel. Evil, are you there, buddy? Yeah, I am, and if I lose you, my phone might drop a call. You call me back. <laughs> you right. bet, partner. Evil, today is my mother's birthday. and she Happy birthday, mother. There you go. <laughs> she, she was the one. I owe this entire Speed Freaks motorsports empire to my mom and my dad. My dad was the guy that took me out to see the, the Daredevil shows and the motocross and the drags and so forth, but it was mom that took me to see you at the Dallas Convention Center back in, I believe, in 1971 or 72. In Dallas? Dallas Convention Center. Yeah, I, I jumped there. The floor, I remember the floor. It was slick as snot. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I wasn't drunk as a 10-year-old. You went by on us at the time. It was like a three-wheeler with a jet rocket on it at the time. That was going to be the Snake River motorcycle. Is that true? Well, that's about all I had to work at with at the time until I found a real engineer, this Bob Truex. He built me a rocket that 
would try and get across there. I, uh, no wings on it, just a three-wheel rocket that I'd take off on. But it, that was a jet bike. Yeah, I rode it in that Dallas Coliseum. I remember that. What was what was the attraction to Evil with all the moms? I, I never have figured that out. I know one thing. Uh, uh, aphrodisiac. There's no aphrodisiac in the world like danger to women. That's just all there is to it. Mr. Knievel, can I call you Evil? This yeah. Is, this is Yeah, call me anything you want. I'm never nervous. I'm a little bit nervous yes. right now. Nah, really, I'm not nervous. But uh, I had to ask anyway because I want to be polite. Because you are. I heard Michael Jordan is like the Evil Knievel of the NBA. The hell with that other stuff. Michael Jordan's got the spirit. You know, there are people in life that have the spirit. I hadn't had the spirit since about 1980 because I've been kind of shell-shocked for all them trucks and buses I hit on that motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> Listen, buddy, um, these new guys that are out there, they would never have even thought about doing any of that crap if it weren't for you. Do you think they're giving you enough of the respect as, like, the godfather of the greatest freaking, you know, thrill show on the planet? Well, I think that a, a younger person wanting to do what they saw somebody do is the greatest compliment in the world they could pay the... The older person, I, th- I consider it quite a compliment. I think my son Robbie is probably one of the best motorcycle, the best motorcycle performer in the world. I, uh, I, you know, there was, a, you ever remember a kid named Jim Pomeroy that, that raced motocross? Big time. He was the first American that ever won a Grand Prix in Europe. Yeah, well, guess who taught him how to ride a motorcycle? I did. Yeah. Oh, there we go. John, you're on with Evil Knievel and the Speed Freaks. Go ahead, John. Hey, Mr. Knievel. Remember me? Hello there. John who? John Hood in the bottom of the canyon. Hey, John, boy, how are you? 1975. Wow. Yeah, ni- no, 1974, John. Oh, I missed it by a year, but I'm old. <laughs> well, you never you never were too sharp, John. How the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm retired, living in California, where you left me. One of you two have to explain yeah, what's, what's going on here. here. What? Who picked two up off of John says it was a canyon, and you said it was a floor in London. Well, What's... John worked for me for quite some time. He's a very nice guy. We became friends. I met him in New Jersey, and uh, he is a very nice guy. He helped uh, drive my equipment, and uh, we had some great times together. And he came out to the canyon jump. But, uh, there was so much commotion going out there with all those people, and that rocket shot across that thing went in the bottom. We all went back to the motel and had a press conference and everything, left poor John down there in the bottom of the camera. <laughs> oh. Hey, Evil, I've got a book in my hands written by Ace Collins. Yes. Well, he was talking about in here about growing up in Butte. It was a tough town to grow up in. There were pimps and whores and gamblers, and you grew up kind of hanging around those guys. Is that true? I worked there for uh, when I was 17, 18, a mile underneath the ground at Kelly Shaft. I was a copper and gold and silver miner. You a man whore. Well, what about all these pimps and whores and gamblers he was talking about? They were all over the place there. There were 500 whores working on one square block, and my grandpa had a tire shop right in the middle of all of them. But they had pimps and whores, and it wasn't in a big city like Detroit or New York? 125,000. We had a bigger Chinatown than Boston and San Francisco put together. Butte, Montana, at one time, was the greatest western town on the face of the earth. The city is fat. What happened? Miners. Oh, yeah. Mine companies, they rape and strip and plunder land, they leave it lay. They take all the richness from it, just leave it. You see, Evil, that's that's kind of how it is here in the Freak Nation. And I understand that you growing up as a kid, you actually grew up with your grandparents. Is that true? Yeah, my mother and dad were divorced and kind of disappeared on me, but my grandma and grandpa raised me ever since I was about a year old. They were my mother and dad. They were my mammy and pappy. I know I drove them crazy, but they're watching over me. They're still watching over me. Yeah, jumping over crap would drive him crazy. Were you like two when you first started jumping over things, or what? No, I rode a little tricycle away from the house when I was about five. It scared them to death. They didn't find me for about three hours. <laughs> awesome. Man, he's okay, already... Okay, baby, hey, hey, we're done. How did you like the portrayal of, uh, of you with George Hamilton in the movie? I think he did a great job. Uh, I don't really care too much for George. I tried my best to help him. He had a 
attitude of being kind of a pussy or a reputation. <laughs> but I, I did what I could for George. Sam Elliott did a great picture, and they're making a new one right now, uh, Universal. It's a $70 million picture. It's about my canyon jump, and there's a great actor going to play, and he's a hell of a man I know in person. His name is Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Oh, ooh, and he's hot. There's news right you. there. Yeah. He's, he's going to play my part, and they're going to start to uh, produce that picture immediately. In the movie, Evil, George Hamilton rode up into the sorority and knocked down the door with... No, he didn't do that. I did it. Okay. Oh. You actually did that? You rode in the sorority house and knocked down that door and the chick was in the tub? That was my wife, Linda. I took her out of that. I was married to her for 38 years. She's the most wonderful gal in the world. She's the mother of my children. Wow. Yep. Cut. Wow. <laughs> and that's only part of it. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Statman. Oh. <laughs> what can those, I call you? You can call me anything. Okay, buddy. That uh, that those were some those were some interviewing skills that <laughs> that. Uh, oh my god! Somebody needs to explain what's going on. God, buddy. Well, look at listening back to that stuff years ago. We were all over the map. We didn't, right. we, you know, we didn't have a GPS in those days. We were crazy. Oh, so maybe oh. that's why there were some series that didn't want to credential us. Oh, that's why there were certain drivers that didn't want to come on with us. Oh, that's why a NASCAR driver's wife said, "Hell no, he won't go." <laughs> And 10 years later, we can't keep him off the damn right? show. <laughs> yeah, ten, or, yeah, 10 years later. And then, what, if this was 2002, so oh then 17 gosh. years later, which is just this spring, he tells us, man, you guys are great. I love what you do for the sport. And it's like, <laughs> okay, so has your wife changed too? <laughs> Holy smokes. Wow. There it is, man. It's, it's What's greatness is with Alex and Richie. Uh, part of Speed Freaks here in the studio with us, listening to this interview with Evil and Evil, and some of the things are coming out of my mouth. Like, can you say that still? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Wow. When you hear things like 1972, Richie, is that like me talking about Pearl Harbor? God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Columbus sailing the ocean blue. Mm. That's what we're going to do. We're, we've got such a freaking archive of just awesomeness that uh, we got to find room for that moving forward. Damn it. Uh, James Hinchcliffe, speaking of legend, IndyCar Series winner from Iowa. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. 
Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honeymead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks? Got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Squad. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Has it come to this? We're stuck. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Freak Nation. How you doing, man? The website, speedfreaks.tv. For 18 years, we've been doing it from the Lucas Oil Studios. And probably, geez, maybe 12, 15 of those 18, this dude's been hanging out with us. James Hinchcliffe, your winner from Iowa, your IndyCar Series winner here in the Freak Nation. And uh, James, which is a bigger surprise, that you finally got a win this year or the fact that we've been on the air for 18 oh. years? I mean, de- I mean, both are pretty surprising. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> no, wait a minute. You getting a win this year is not surprising. You've you've had the talent. You've had the car. Okay, so May was a disappointment. So many people want to continue to harp on that, but people fail forward. You did just that by taking the win today. Yeah, that's just it. You know, I mean, I, I, I give my guys so much credit because, you know, this team's so strong, and everybody was so beat up about what happened at Indy. You know, these are, like I said, grown men in tears uh, for a long time, but we didn't want to let it, you know, get get us too despondent. We didn't want to lose motivation, lose focus, and and they didn't. You know, we, we rallied back, and we had a great run in Texas. We had a strong strong Sunday in, uh, in Road America, and 
to come here now and get back on the top step of the podium, it's just, you know, it, it's, such a, it's such a great thing for all the guys on the Aero car and everybody at SPM. This team's, like, really had a transformation this year, and it's been great to see. And, you know, Robbie's been a big part of that. And I hate what happened at the end there. It would have been great to have him on the podium and have both cars up there. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, SPM's first oval win, which I didn't know. I, I found that out uh, a little bit afterwards. And uh, great for everybody at Aero. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I just so happy. And, and carrying the momentum into Toronto is going to be awesome. James Hinchcliffe, your IO winner, IndyCar Series IO winner, joining the Freaks. When you when the team has the down times and the team has the fantastic times like wins, who's the biggest cheerleader? Is it uh, your ownership? Is it the driver? Is it the crew chief? Honestly, man, I this team, you know, I, I said it in Indy when what happened happened. We win together, we lose together, and when when a day like that comes together. Everybody's just so pumped. You know, I, I saw, obviously, you know, Rick was down in, uh, in Victory Lane with us. Sam was on the phone with me down there. He couldn't make it this weekend. Um, but, you know, whether it's the, the crew chief, the engineers, all the mechanics, all the guys over the wall, my manager, family, friends, everybody, it's, uh, it really is a team effort, and, and everybody enjoys it just the same. Hinchcliffe, congratulations, first of all. It's good to see you back in the victory circle. There was a record set today for average speed. Was that because there weren't a lot of cautions, or is IndyCar getting to the point that you got to set records to get wins? I mean, it's it's certainly a competitive series, and it's certainly tough to win these races. But no, I think for sure this is uh, this is a track that we've seen a lot of uh, yellows at in the past, and uh, only having the two for a for, you know pretty short period of time, I think uh, I think really helped set that. So it's uh, it's cool to see. We also had something like 950 passes on track, which is pretty incredible, and it just kind of shows how much fun short track racing can be in this series. The series itself is incredible. You just came from the longest road course in Wisconsin to the shortest oval in the series in Iowa. You got a street course coming up in Canada. You earn a championship. You earn wins, first of all. But if you're going to be competitive and get a championship, you earn it in IndyCar, don't you? That's just it. You know, you, you really have to be a master of all the different disciplines, whether it's super speedway, short ovals, road courses, street courses. You know, we have a pretty good mix of all of them. So if you're if you're lacking in one of those areas, that's that's going to bite you when it comes uh, comes time to tally up the points at the end of the year. And that's what I love about this series. That's why I think you know it really is a, a champions championship, and it, it's just it's such a fun competitive series to race in. James Hinchcliffe, you also are talking about racing with basically no gimmicks because immediately, almost immediately, after the end of the race today, the Twitterverse became active with NASCAR fans wondering, why does IndyCar not do a green-white checkered finish? They needed that for more excitement. I, I have my own opinions on this, but what is James Hinchcliffe's explanation or answer to that? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a race fan uh, before I was ever a driver, so I get the excitement of a, of a green flag finish. Um, but at the same time, you know, so many of our races are, you know, calculated to the lap when it comes to fuel mileage. And, you know, there are engineers on our timing stands in pit lane whose sole job is to, you know, lose five years off their life some days trying to make sure that we're hitting the right number to make it to the end of a race. And so if some caution comes out late and that means that you have to, you know, pit when you shouldn't have, I, I don't know. We go into this race with a strategy about, you know, this is how many laps it's going to be. This is how we're going to work backwards to be up front at the at the final lap. And I, I think it would, uh, you know, you would you would certainly add some excitement. Uh, you'd certainly add some accidents and increase crash damage bills for all the team owners. 
Um, but ultimately, I, I think you'd rob some guys of well-deserved results. And so for me, I, I get why they do it on that side of it, but I don't think it's necessarily something we need over here. If 950 passes wasn't enough excitement for you, oh. I mean, I'm not, not trying to sound like a jerk. We had an eight-second lead. It's not like it was going to be a nail-biter finish as it was, so I think, I think they'd made the right call. Your Iowa winner, IndyCar Series winner, James Hinchcliffe joining Speed Freaks the Lucas Oil Studios. But, James, let me be race car fan. You can't plan an interception with five seconds left in a Super Bowl game. You can't plan for penalty kicks in a semifinal match in the World Cup. You you go There's, into those are green white checkers. Those are just playing it out. Yeah, you. But but I understand that. But at the same time, it, as a race car fan, I want to see James Hinchcliffe full throttle coming around collecting that checker. Yeah, but if you're in the the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl and there's five seconds left on the clock, you know there's five seconds left on the clock. <laughs> yep. But you have a whole pl- you have a plethora of plans of uh, plays to choose from. <laughs> and nobody's taking a knee in an Indy car race. Tell them that, James. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Not going there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to. You know what? Go celebrate. All please. right. Uh, He's James- got his home race coming up, and he promised Paul Tracy on the broadcast he'd have a beer with him. So go. All right. <laughs> yeah. I got to go play in brews with PT. That a boy. All right, Hinchcliffe. Always good to get you in the Freak Nation. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. Well, look, Crash, I had to throw it in. I got to be a race car fan. I've got to be a fan. I want to see the freaking race end with dudes going full throttle. His quote of, well, let me find it again. I know what his quote says, Crasher about why there should not be green-white checker finishes in IndyCar. His actual quote of, you would add excitement, but you would rob guys of good results. If 950 passes today wasn't enough excitement for you, then I can't do anything for you. (laughs) That's getting a lot of run on Twitter right now. Thank you, Suave. Come on. And Uh, people are agreeing with him. Hey, Statman. What what was that drop? Which one? (laughs) The the lady in the background yes. that just come on, yeah. Meg there you, you go. You remember that, uh, Statman? Yes. Is that is that yes. is that from the movie? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, not from this movie. We got a bleeder. That's from this movie. Yes. <laughs> Wait, okay, now I'm confused. Is it Sleepless in Seattle or no? I'm the, the dude, one? man. Help me. Oh crap! Yes, it's not, it's not Sleepless in Seattle. In Seattle. It's the other, the other one. one. What is it? No, uh, when Harry met Sally. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Jeez. Come on, Suave, it's because you weren't born then. All right, so Statman, and, and I, I didn't pay this off. My apologies. After the Evil Knievel interview, I was reminded to pay this thing off. Statman, if this was you, tell me what would happen. If you were arrested and charged with a felony DUI in Butte, Montana, after you ran a red light and were involved in a four-car crash, and this was your, this was your fourth such offense, what do you think would have happened to you? I'd have been a memory on the sidewalk at uh, at the Butte, Montana, wherever. Yeah, you you wouldn't have made it into these nineteen going on nineteen years with Speed Freak. Uh, we never would have met each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so because Crasher, this was asked on Twitter, why wasn't there any payoff with Robbie Knievel in these that two three hour extravaganza? Oh, on the Evil Live right. show on History Channel. That's a really good question. 
Because even they, Evil, when we replayed that interview from 2002, we replayed that just a little bit ago. If you missed it, go to speedfreaks.tv by tomorrow morning. It's going to be up there, and you don't want to miss it. But he even said in that interview, I think the greatest racer, I don't know what it was, what the actual question was, but he said the greatest racer right now is my son, Robbie Knievel. So it's not like there was a rift between Evil and his son, Robbie. Go ahead, Stat. That he did have one of his sons, uh, Kelly, Kenny, something like that. I believe it's was, Kelly Knievel, yes. Yeah, they, he was uh, several places on the show. But something re- something reminds me that there was a falling out between the two of them, between that interview and uh, now. I'm, I'm not sure. I might have that wrong. But. Uh, yeah, there, there was something, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was something that came up between evil and Robbie. Oh crap. So in his final two or so Can years, I finally pay it. this off guys? Okay, pay it off. Damn it, man. So those things I described in 2015, Robbie Knievel was arrested in Butte, Montana, charged with felony DUI after a red light and a four car crash. Uh, it was his fourth such offense. Knievel reached an agreement with a prosecutor pleading guilty to a reduced misdemeanor charge of driving under the influence. Under the deal, Robbie Knievel paid a $685 fine and received a two-year suspended sentence. Oh, boy. 680 Yeah. Wow. I got a good picture of that happening to me day or night in Butte, Montana. Tonight, if I was, if I was in Butte, Montana at this moment, right. I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't go out of whatever studio I was in. (laughs) (laughs) Following the agreement in 2015, this is what the kick in the nuts for me. Knievel announced that he had stopped drinking and become sober. A planned jump at that year's annual summer festival honoring his family, Knievel Days as they called it, was canceled due to Knievel's legal issues. Later that year, however, Knievel performed what he called his first sober jump (laughs) when he traveled over 30 stacked golf carts in Palm Springs, California. (laughs) (laughs) First sober jump. That's what I had become in the last 15 days. I've become Robbie Knievel light. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we never (laughs) talked about my greatest memory of the 19 years or 18 years was racing Tony Stewart in a golf cart. That reminded me of uh, racing Tony Stewart. Where were we? Somewhere in Missouri. Missouri. Sedalia, Missouri. Sedalia, Missouri. You almost put that, what, three-time NASCAR Cup champion in the drink, and we may not yep. have had Tony Stewart, Stewart Hall's oh, racing. Nope. He yeah. was only one-time champ at that point. Yeah, he left that, he left that event the following weekend, it started a five-race win streak. <laughs> oh, that's right. You basically, let's let's face it, you basically helped him win his second championship. Yeah, well, by not running him into the ravine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Freak Nation. The, uh, the stories that we could freaking tell. Not, the statute of limitations hasn't run out on no, all of them, yeah. so we can't we can't say everything. Well, okay. 
All right, so real quick, I was talking to Statman earlier today in the background. I heard the freaking NBA Summer League. <laughs> I just like, what? And Alex C. Clancy, our residential NBA uh, snorkel fester. Did I just see a granny shot? Oh, God, there he goes. Yes. There he is. Who just threw the granny shot? Is that the Rockets? He's a Rockets guy, yeah. Who stole his grannies? Chianu Onaku. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Chianu Onaku. Hey, so, Clancy, cool given what you've seen with the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas, uh, who's going to win the NBA championship? <laughs> Phoenix yeah. Suns. Really? Right. Okay. Phoenix Suns. Got it. Yeah, I think the Lakers, the Lakers won it last year, and they won no, 18 no, more I, games no, dude, the year the before. No, no, the NBA so. championship. I don't care about the Summer League. Who's going to win? So, Suns still going to win the NBA championship? The real NBA championship? Yeah, damn it. Golden State. Oh. Doncic's still not seen any court time, right? No. Uh, street clothes. So much. Uh, a drunk passenger with a blow-up doll forced emergency landing on a flight to, they say, Crasher, Ibiza? Ibiza? Ibiza, yes. En route to Ibiza from Belfast, they had to make an unscheduled stop in Toulouse due to a passenger's disruptive and aggressive behavior where the man accused of consuming alcohol illicitly had boarded the plane with a blow-up sex doll. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, Oh, my God. They allowed him to board with a fully blown up sex doll. So you can't get on a plane with a bottle of water, but they let a guy get on with a blown up up sex doll. Uh, Touche, Stad, man. That deserves some ace of spades. Uh, That's why I'm not going to play it. (laughs) Okay, Uh, Lemmy. So... Uh, dude was allegedly engaged in disgraceful and deplorable behavior in front of children. One passenger who encountered the man while boarding tweeted, Nice one, guys, together with a blow-up doll at 7 a.m. in front of my kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> Way to go. Another passenger told BBC the man belonged to a large stag group that became quite rowdy after boarding the plane. Now, this is had this had to have been done... Many times before, headed to Las Vegas, and I'm I'm not making a joke of this, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think you could. Okay, Southwest has banned people from boarding because their shirt was too low, showing too much cleavage. Are you really thinking that somebody's going to be able to board a plane with a fully blown up blow up doll? No, they got it stashed somewhere in their carry on, and when they get on the damn plane, there she is. But that's not what happened here. I this know. guy boarded with it blown up. What do you well, got, Clancy? You have to buy a Did he have? <laughs> yeah, that's my. Did he have a seat for it? I mean, if he had a seat for so, it, yeah. what's the point? If you can get so a wait, freaking St. Bernard in there because you're blind, why Hold can't on. you get a blow-up dog? Does the blow-up dog get a pat-down at TSA? Bam! Uh, we'll do it again next week, Freak Nation. Shoot the juice to the moose, the stat man. Let it loose. Late. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.